Entitled Holistic Karen keeps harassing us at our winery, so we throw her out with her crystals. It's been two weeks, but the last holistic day at my job kind of traumatized me. Where I work now is significantly better than where I was before. People act out less at fancy wineries than they do at crappy sports bars in the hood. I'm lucky, blessed even, sure, but freaking A. I work at a winery where we do a ton of events. We have a day called Holistic Day. The woman in charge of Holistic Day is absolutely wonderful, not knocking her at all, but the crowd that comes in sometimes is questionable. They stand in a line to get their readings, and if our patio isn't open, they take up the entire dining room and we weave around them. We get a lot of campers on Holistic Day because if anyone wants a reading, they can show up at noon but have a 3 p.m. reading and they will camp. We accept it for what it is. The winery is not consistent. Point being, we the servers do not like Holistic Day. The owner heard us joking about it the night before and was confused. Do you guys really hate Holistic Day? She's usually not there for it so she doesn't know the experience, but she was the next day and she got to experience it firsthand. So it started, all was normal, not a horribly crowded holistic day, thank God. How it's set up is basically like this. They take tickets in the main dining room and give everyone time slots. We're a restaurant, so people get their slots and they get a table. They get their tarot card readings or whatever in the side room. They also have some vendors that sell holistic crap, oils, crystals, whatever. That's where Crystal Lady comes into play. Freaking Crystal Lady in her spiderweb shawl and spiderweb leggings. We were busy as usual for Holistic Day, so I didn't pay much attention to her. I noticed her hovering around the server station at one point and she made me a little uneasy. I noticed one interaction with our 15 year old hostess where she offered to get the manager. I didn't ask questions at this point because I was busy. Anyways, Holistic Day ended at 5 and Crystal Lady should have packed up. Now we're just dealing with normal tables, which is great. I stayed busy, but the organizer of the event left and Crystal Lady stayed. Why? Management was confused too, but in retrospect, they didn't kick her out when they should have. We're a little too nice. The lady was lingering and she started talking to the tables. The relatively new hostess pointed it out to me and told me that this woman kept trying to talk to her and asked her where she lived, which is why she got the manager. She grabbed the owner mid-rush and the owner went straight up and told her to leave the hostess alone. Again, busy day. Owner was working the kitchen and our GM was working the bar. We all shrugged our shoulders at this lady, which was a mistake. Fast forward to almost 8.30 p.m. We close at 8. Holistic day ended at 5. We attempted to avoid escalation by avoiding it altogether, but enough was enough. On a normal day, I would whip out the vacuum cleaner at this exact time of closing, giving people the hint. We don't vacuum on Sundays, but I went to the owner and told her my plan to vacuum in that exact area anyways. She got the idea. But before I got the vacuum, she went up to her and tell her that she had 20 minutes to pack up. I came back from whatever side work I was doing and I heard the altercation. Basically, she was saying, 20 minutes? That's not enough time for me to pack up my crystals. All due respect, the event ended at 5. My staff is almost finished with their work, and I'm not going to keep them here any longer to wait for you. But 20 minutes to pack all this? I was invited here. For an event that ended at 5, you've overstayed your welcome. Crystal Lady went on and on about the woman that organized it. So the owner asked her to call her, and Crystal Lady didn't have her number. The owner ended up calling her out on that. This exchange went on for at least 10 minutes wasting 10 minutes of the 20 minutes given to her to pack up her freaking crystals. Anyways, eventually she added, My experience has been unpleasant. Nobody even offered me a menu. B, no. That's when I intervened. 
I did offer her a menu when she asked me about the soup. I was hospitable to her as the person who was serving on the inside. She declined when I asked if she wanted to order, so I called her out. You absolutely were offered a menu when you asked me about the soup. She started going on talking about the freaking soup and said that she can't eat this specific soup because she's a chemo patient. Then what are the crystals for then? I didn't say it, but I thought it. But she's a chemo patient and she doesn't want the soup, blah, blah, blah. I continue to argue. Probably shouldn't have, but this lying bee was making me look lazy to my boss. Owner told me to walk away and said it wasn't worth it. So I did. She packed up her crystals and she was very vocal about how 20 minutes isn't enough time. So my coworker was sweeping the area around her. Said coworker is a female, probably like 6'2", she's supermodel status. There's a piece of paper on the table and Crystal Lady deliberately flicks it onto the floor where my coworker just swept. My coworker will call her June for this instance, and Crystal Lady is P for Psycho B. June said, okay, I'll pick it up, I guess. Dramatically bends over and picks it up. Well, I didn't have time. Leaving it on the table would have sufficed. Listen, little girl, 20 minutes isn't enough time for all of my crystals. 20 minutes, it's 8.30. The event ended at five. You had three and a half hours, Crystal Lady. She might have called her a name too. I just find it hilarious that out of everyone I work with, the one she called little girl is taller than even all the guys. I think she's like 30, so she's youngish, I guess. But little girl is hilarious in this circumstance. Anyways, after the fight, we stopped entertaining her and she just left. We cheered, walked out the door and saw an unfamiliar car idling in the parking lot. The plan was to shine our brights on it and say, screw Crystal Lady. When I got to my car, the idling car pulled out and screamed at our management, I'm going to leave a bad review. So I've been keeping tabs on our reviews, nothing unfortunately. Apparently the lady that organized Holistic Day got bad vibes and blocked Crystal Lady, unaware that she would stay for so long. She packed her crap at four, so she unblocked her to tell her to stay away. And luckily she's a West Sider and we're far, far East. So I'm hoping we never cross paths with this lady again. The owner didn't understand why we all hate Holistic Day until she worked one. She will now share my nightmares of Crystal Lady. Freaking freak, but let me know, am I the jerk. I don't think I've ever said this on the jerk channel, but I don't really buy into the whole crystal energy astrology mumbo jumbo. I'm totally cool if people are into it, but when it becomes your life, it's pretty annoying in my opinion. Maybe I've just had bad experiences with the holistic type people, but I'm just not buying what they're selling. But as for crystal lady here, she seems like one of those types that hurt the cause more than help it, you know? She might be turning more people off the holistic thing and you probably don't want that. Entitled Karen claims false advertising at my store, so I tell her to take it up with corporate. We've done something close to 200,000 in sales in the last two days. The weather turned to trash and suddenly people were clamoring for new inside furniture because their 15 year old couch isn't as comfortable anymore. That happens when you spend all summer barbecuing and enjoying your new outdoor furniture that you just so happened to buy the previous year. Due to excessive inventory, we have a lot of small bedside tables marked down, but it's only one color, like kind of a natural pine color, beautiful warm tones, they're $100. Clearly labeled clearance. To help move more inventory, we're taking extra discounts on these items. The tags that you bring to the counter are different colors and the items themselves are also emblazoned with a huge yellow clearance tag. No way to mistake that one is clearance over the others. 
Lady brings up a tag to my cashier. We've hired some seasonals and the kid working the counter is super cool and super respectful. They're a great kid. She brings up the tag for a non-clearance table from one of our arrangements in the back. Its original price tag is listed at $400, but it's on sale for $200. Pretty killer deal if you ask me. She asks for the price check, insists it's a clearance tag. Like aggressively insists she plucked the tag from the cherry bedside table of a clearance item, so it should be $75. He scans the tag, politely informs the customer that it isn't ringing up clearance and that it's $200. She immediately screams that that's wrong. He apologizes and says that they're the pine tables and that they're clearly marked with red tags and yellow clearance signs. And the table that she plucked this from was a cherry table. Not clearance, but still a great deal. She demanded a manager, stating that nowhere on anything did it say that it was strictly for the pine tables. I walk over to check it out. She's got the tag for the cherry table sitting there and demands that it was tagged clearance. I asked her what section she got the tag from. She answers the big section of end tables in the back of the store. So that's typically the extra section pushed against the back of the wall. We have some smaller sets and tables back there since we have a lot of clearance ones. Unfortunately, the cherry ones aren't part of the clearance, just the pine. That's not right. You have all these tables marked as clearance. The signs aren't specific for the pine ones. This one is clearance. I want this for $100. Your signs are misleading. Nowhere does it say anywhere on the signs that it's specific to the pine. I saw this cherry one and it's clearance. I'm sorry, ma'am. I have all the clearance tables marked clearance. They have yellow signs and red tags. Again, I'd be happy to get you the clearance table, but that's pine, not cherry. Well, I'm a marketing manager and this is wrong. The signs don't indicate the pine ones. This is false advertising. I'm going to post all over your corporate website. I'm going to post it all over the internet about your unfair business practices. Okay, and you're welcome to do so. Again, I'm sorry, but this item you picked is not clearance. Clearance is clearly marked with a giant yellow sign and red tags. I'm happy to sell it to you if you'd like, but I cannot mark a $400 table on sale for $200 down to $75. It's $200. If you'd like to swap it for a pine one for $75, we can do that. It's your choice. I had to walk away at that point. I've been doing this for a long time and I know this particular customer would continue to argue with me. And seeing as I set the damn display myself, we would go nowhere. I literally left the choice in the customer's hands. I wasn't rude and I wasn't aggressive. I was pretty polite and understanding. But when you threaten me with corporate or complaints, that's fine, that's your prerogative, but essentially the negotiation ends. I don't reward aggressive and unkind behavior, especially when you come guns ablazing at my team. I always have their backs. My leaders running the store know this and they back me up too. They know I'm never unkind and I always offer a fair solution to a customer and leave it in the customer's hands. Ultimately, the customer left the cherry table but purchased her replica Tiffany lamp and left. I happened to be fixing something up front and her receipt printed with the survey on the bottom. I encouraged her to fill out the survey with her dissatisfaction about the signage. Corporate absolutely wants to know if the way they want the signage isn't clear. They ultimately make those calls, not me. I ended up emailing my contacts, including my boss and their boss about the situation. I let the younger cashier read it before I sent it to make sure I had everything above board and the situation wasn't misrepresented. Though a couple of cashiers pointed out that after I walked away and after I sent that email, that she called me a B and told my cashier to never end up like their boss. 
Ironically enough, my team also had my back and thought I was being fair by offering the swap for the pine ones, and they couldn't understand how someone could be so obtuse as to assume that every side table was on clearance, being that clearance is always heavily marked down and clearly, sometimes annoyingly, aggressively labeled. But let me know. Am I the jerk? I love when managers and coworkers have each other's back. I tried to be this for a lot of people at all of my jobs I had. I know there are a good amount of people out there that don't stick up for themselves because they don't want to cause trouble or they just might have anxiety. So I don't mind being the voice for the voiceless. I did the same with customers. I don't remember a specific time that I stepped in to help a coworker with a customer, but I do remember a time that a pretty rude dude was causing trouble in my cashier line. I'm not sure if he wanted a manager or if something wasn't right pricing wise, but it was one of those situations where he was holding up the line and had to step to the side. He stood right next to my cash register, huffing and puffing and demanding a manager while I was trying to work. While I was helping this nice old lady, this dude just kept being rude until I ultimately snapped at him, saying, sir, you are going to need to wait until a manager comes. I cannot help you with your problem and I have other customers that need to be helped. He gave me this shocked but pissed face and I continued doing my job. The little old lady that I was helping saw the whole thing and told me that she was leaving and that she hopes that I had a really nice day. It was a kind gesture after having to deal with that bad customer. My Karen boss won't leave us alone to do our jobs. For context, I'm a female bartender slash server and I've only been at this place for three weeks and I absolutely can't stand my boss. Is there a petty revenge solution or should I just quit? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This place has went through four or five managers in the time that she's owned the restaurant, which I think is a pretty big red flag. The first week after I got hired, our current GM announced he was leaving, and he was only there for two months. Since then, Karen has been in the restaurant daily. She micromanages everyone, including our longtime employees who have been there upwards of a year who also hate her. She has zero restaurant experience. She's just a business owner, yet she is constantly over our shoulders and in our way during service. It's a small place, especially behind the bar. There is really only room for one person. Yet there she is, behind the bar most nights. Watching your pores and telling you what to do even though we all know what we're doing. Or not to straw test your cocktails because it's not classy. Shoving tickets in our faces even when we're already working on a ticket. Running food just to shove it in your face in the middle of the floor and not actually run it. Same thing with drinks except she leaves them on a random table somewhere and tells you to go get them contradicting just about everything she yells at us about with her then solutions. She thinks she's helping, but all she does is piss us off and distracts us from our actual jobs. Last night we had a rush, only two servers on, myself and another girl who I think is a junkie. This girl must have been having withdrawals because she couldn't keep up with anything. She's honestly so nice and I've had experience with addicts, so I get it. I ended up basically having to take over all of her tables the entire night. Then around 10 p.m., our bartender walks by and says, bye guys, I'm leaving. So then I have to jump on the bar and take over and juggle tables as well. It's an absolute disaster scene of a mess. I'm making tickets through the mess and the other bartender left all while Karen is behind the bar with me. Consistently every time I turn around to grab something she's in my way and I have to wait for her to move her large pizza self to grab what I need. She kept slamming tickets in front of me despite me already working on a ticket for one of my tables. And she was also trying to make drinks herself so she was constantly asking me what went in them. During this time I had one of my tables come up right after I finished their drinks and announced that they were leaving and want their check despite having drinks waiting. And Karen then decided to school me on, this is because you're not getting drinks fast enough. You need to work on your time management and organization. Tonight was horrible and you guys handled it really poorly. Tomorrow I'm wearing my work clothes and I'm serving. I just wanted to tell her, well maybe if you would get the hell out of the way I could do my job. But I didn't. And now today I'm dreading my night because she's apparently going to serve. The solution is just laughable and I'm going to find a new job. It's unbelievable how frustrated I am just after three short weeks with her. When I started, she also tried telling me to take out my septum ring just because she thinks it's unattractive. I told her that I'd have to bend it with pliers every day to do that for her, even though I don't. Mind you, I have a tattoo sleeve and large gauges. Like what the hell does it even matter? Anyways, am I the jerk? You know, hearing all these terrible serving stories recently makes me think that service or food managers might be the worst to work with. Because the job already seems super hectic and of course you have to deal with entitled customers, I would have quit so quickly. Only way I stay at a place this bad would be because of the pay and even then, it wouldn't last that long. My job says we can be fired if we don't label everything in the kitchen, so I make sure they notice my labels. This malicious compliance is both lighthearted and somewhat silly. It took place several years back when I worked in a corporation owned restaurant. While it was not my malicious compliance, 
I was the trigger for it and the only one there to see the results. First, a little bit of necessary background in case you have not worked in the food service or for a large corporation. For restaurants, food quality and safety handling of products, tools, chemicals, cleanliness, and labels are very important. If you don't want people to get sick or injured, especially in an environment that has always somewhat too small, very hot, very loud, slippery, and full of medieval era siege repellent, such as hot oil, fire, boiling water, and nine inch blades, Labels are especially important because the person using the item isn't always the same one who portioned it out for service. And if not properly labeled, you would have no way to ensure if it was fresh enough to serve safely. Corporate kitchens take this even further and employ third-party auditors for health and safety to ensure everyone is following the standards across their chains. This is not a bad thing, although sometimes their standards clash badly with reality. For example, shelled hard-boiled eggs in a brine once opened have a best before date that lasts for over a year. The auditors, however, decided that once a pail was opened, they were only good for a single week. There was also no leeway on labeling. Even if the product's packaging contained all of the information, it still required a label. This wasn't unreasonable because a standardized label is easier to read, but for very high usage items where you go through several packages a day, it could become difficult to ensure this happening, especially during rushes. One of those items was bacon bits, which brings us to our malicious compliance. We had been audited and failed because three items were found in one of our fridges that were not properly labeled because, and I quote, the labels must clearly state the name of the product such that anyone can identify it. It must have the day it was opened slash made and the day it expires. The laborer must also print their name. Two of the labels did not have the person that labeled them's name and one of them did not have the name of the product. The product without a name, bacon bits. I was put in charge for making sure that we passed our next audit and I took it seriously. Talking to the others, finding out where pinpoints in following procedures occurred and ensuring absolutely everyone got a refresher on the standards. It mostly went well and everyone was getting into the groove, but there was another container of bacon bits missing its name. There were only two of us working at the time, so after the lunch rush, I pulled the bacon bandit aside to have a heart to heart. Hey, bacon bandit. I know you were busy, but you gotta put your name on the bacon bits. Really, they get used up before the end of the day. There is no way to confuse them with another product. They last for a month, and we just don't have time during 15 minutes or free lunch if we want to get the food out on time. I understand the reasoning why it happened. You're not getting in trouble for this, but the audits can shut us down, and even though it feels unnecessary, labels are for protection for both customers and the company. Everybody has to be on board with this to make it work, and if we can't even label bacon bits, the area manager is going to question why we have the highest paid kitchen staff at our location. Can I count on you to make sure that bacon bits are labeled? Yeah, I'll do it, but it's still dumb and wastes a lot of time. Thank you, I appreciate it. A few days later, it's a particularly soggy day and lo and behold, the auditor shows up for their surprise inspection right in the middle of lunch rush. I'm by myself on the line, so I am only half able to keep tabs on them while putting out orders. They seem happy with things so far and just as the lunch rush is ending, they enter the main fridge where dwells the bacon bits. The auditor is in there for a long time, way more time than normal, and when they come out of the fridge, they are grinning ear to ear. Well, that's weird, I think. Then they get our general manager and take them into the fridge and now I'm thinking, oh, that can't be a good sign. 
When they come out, they are both laughing and I am completely confused. They go into the office to discuss the results of the audit and I go into the fridge to see if I can figure out what was going on. I go in, everything is labeled, everything is FIFO'd, first in, first out, and everything is stacked in food safe order. Then I see it, the bacon bit sitting proudly on its shelf in a container clearly labeled for the world to see. Mother freaking little piggy pieces. Yesterday's date, expiration date, by Bacon Bandit. We passed the audit 100% because little pig pieces, and I quote, clearly stated the name of the product in such a way that anyone can identify it. But let me know, was my coworker the jerk? Dude, this was hilarious because I have done the same thing before. Although I didn't need to label stuff because it was food related, we did have to label papers at my old job that already had the proper information on them. But our supervisor wanted the time, date, and test phase all over the paper in pen, which again, all this information was already on the printout. So I took my pen and wrote all over the big empty spaces on the paper, all the information they wanted, just to make sure they didn't miss. Like the OP said, it's a silly malicious compliance, but sometimes you gotta do something silly to make it through the day. That's it for today's video. If you wanna make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you wanna finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.